all heard the statistics about the divorce rates in America. The church is not immune from this issue. You likely have friends, small group members, others that are close to you that have experienced divorce and even remarriage. What does the Bible have to say about this topic? This is Consider It, where we're considering questions regarding life, theology, and the church. Consider It is a ministry of Redemption Bible Church here in New Braunfels, Texas. Do you have questions regarding life, theology, or the church? If so, text the word REDEMPTION and your question to 474747 and we'll consider your questions. To learn more about our church and everything we're doing here, visit redemption.bible. I'm Aaron Orozco. And I'm Blair Cushman. Let's consider it. Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Consider It. As always, let's start right up top with our question that was submitted. Uh, it says, what would biblical reconciliation look like if a partner has gotten divorced for non-biblical reasons, then remarried, remarried and is now actively practicing the faith? So, uh-huh. um, very interesting topic. Uh, That's right. And I think, like we said in the beginning, this is something that we, we've pro- probably all been... Uh, touched by you know either by someone we know a good friend of ours maybe you know your family personally um and so yeah you know as christians i think we're called to try to interpret everything and filter everything uh, through the lens of of scripture scripture, right right. right. um and so i think before we we kind of get applicational about this it's it's important to understand what the bible has to say about right about divorce and marriage right that's right that's right and this this isn't just like an american issue yeah the the scriptures talk about it uh the in the old testament and in the new testament jesus brings it up paul brings it up yes because um since the creation of marriage and uh and relationships man and woman coming together Mm -hmm. um and sin entering the world yeah um that has caused conflict and relational strife and things that uh, make relationships hard, particularly the uh, unity and the closeness, the intimacy that comes with marriage. And so uh, people hurt one another Mm -hmm. and then our propensities to want to run and and, uh, get away from it, that divorce has been an issue. And so- the law has uh, had allowances. Moses made allowances uh, for marriage or for divorce, and uh, and then Jesus comes back and talks about that, and then Paul also in First Corinthians seven. So this is this is like a issue, and you know you've probably seen things like fifty percent of marriages end in divorce, and yeah. you know the United States, and and uh, some have said that that's the same in the church, and. Yet there's um, really no actually like empirical evidence for that in the church. Actually, like if you look at like actual like Bible believing Christians, you know, if you just put in the like if you take that uh, the some of those statistics and you just add the same people that read their Bible on a regular basis yeah. that have church attendance as regular, you know, mm-hmm. like a regular thing, uh, pray regularly, then those statistics actually like go way back up to like sure. you know 80 90 percent um you can look them up uh you know barna does research lifeway does research and all those things and see that and so you just add a little bit of like the dis- spiritual disciplines of uh you know the scriptures and divorce doesn't necessarily um not that it's non-existent but it's actually much less likely right and and divorce i mean in, in talking about this it's 
I don't think you can you can talk about it with without first trying to establish what marriage you know what right. marriage is and and acknowledge that like the plan that God has is is this union of two people right coming right. together right. Uh, that represents a picture of the gospel that's right right that's divorce right. is not really like the plan right right um, right and so I guess as as we jump into this question. Um, like we said, we want to kind of jump into what the Bible has to say about divorce. Yeah. And also, you know, with the question, there's a lot of maybe missing context. Right. Uh, and, and, you know, situationally, everything can be different. And right. so let's let's just talk about that, you know. Right, right. Um, but let's go into first maybe what, what does the Bible say about right. divorce. Yeah, it's helpful to just see the principles and yeah. from the principles then to make specific application. And right. even in the question that's submitted, um, it's great to consider it. Um, and yeah, we don't have all the details for, uh, sure. for every situation, but uh, but we can look through it uh, through a lens of principles that the scripture teaches and i actually think it's also like fun that we just took one a question recently on dating and yeah, now marriage and, love, and yeah and and love so this this just fits in real nicely um but i also love like your uh i get it i love um <laughs> appreciate aaron maybe he's more precise your uh, connection to the gospel yeah and wanting to have a biblical lens, a gospel mm-hmm. lens to take these questions. And, and uh, Ephesians 5 likens the marriage relationship to the, the to our salvation relationship, right. Christ and the church. And, and so even as we look at divorce through that lens, well, Christ never gives up on the church and right. our salvation can't be lost. Like we are secure forever. Nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. Right. And so even with that as our framework or that as our filter through understanding this relationship also then gives us the steadfastness and the endurance, the reconciliation and forgiveness necessary mm-hmm. to make a marriage work. Right. And so that's like just that's maybe principle number one is marriage is a gospel issue. Right. 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 Um, second principle is that marriage is a sacred union between one man and one woman mm-hmm. for a lifetime. Right. Like that's the commitment. That's the that's the expectation when the scripture talks about marriage. That's what it's talking about. And there's been all kinds of attempts to redefine marriage in our present American culture uh, to include all kinds of other things. And sure. it's just you know uh, that's those attacks are going to kind of continue to go. But that's really the second. It's between one man and one woman. And then second is there are um, there are two biblical reasons um, or param- uh, uh, two biblical reasons that we can that divorce is permissible. Yeah, not required, sure, but permissible. In Matthew 19, as Jesus is talking, he opens the door that in cases of sexual immorality mm-hmm. or adultery, you know, what maybe we call it an affair, yeah. um, is uh, opens the door to make a divorce permissible. Mm-hmm. Again, not required, but permissible. And in, in 1 Corinthians 7, uh, Paul opens the door also to the issue of abandonment. Um, if an unbelieving spouse uh, abandons uh, you, you are free from your obligation. Uh, he, he, uses, he likens actually to like slavery. You are no longer enslaved. Yeah. Now that's our concept of slavery is not the right way to think of marriage. You know, sure. like you're not <laughs> yeah. enslaved yeah. to your spouse, husbands uh, or wives. Um, 
even if it might feel like that on some days, but uh, he uses the picture there to say that they're free. If you've been abandoned, there's nothing that you can do. Mm-hmm. And abandonment takes on many different kinds of forms. It's uh, obviously like if a spouse leaves and says, I'm done, packs his or her bags and is gone. Yeah, um, That's obvious abandonment. Um, th- I think it could look and um, like a, a spouse abandoning his role, a husband abandoning mm. his role as a husband uh, through uh, repeated physical abuse yeah. and and abandoning or abdicating his role and responsibility. For sure, um, you know, repeatedly over and over, characteristically, um, no longer there, attached, connected, just very distant, and uh, typically with that stuff, there's probably other adultery, um, pornography, other things happening in, in those cases as well. And, uh, and divorce is permissible again, not required, but permissible. And so those, those are really the two, uh, reasons that the scripture gives to, uh, open the door for divorce. Um, and now with all of those situations, there's pastoral wisdom, um, Mm -hmm. of, uh, trying to reconcile maybe, you know, if it's a one-time offense, if it's, you know, uh, somewhere, you know, in the degrees uh, of, uh, you know, of of hurtfulness and all all those things there's there's varying levels and Mm -hmm. so um if your mentality is just waiting like oh my my you know husband looked at pornography now i'm i'm out i got the doors wide open i can get out that's the wrong heart like you're trying to flee uh versus trying to you know reconcile right and I'm, i'm glad you you keep on saying it's it's permissible and not required i think when when we think of divorce we shouldn't be uh, waiting for a reason yeah. or like an opportunity to take that uh to take that you know um out right. but rather um just like the gospel picture you know if if we look at it as Christ being the husband and and the church being the bride yeah. uh, we see that constantly the bride is turning away and running and sinning. Every time we sin, we're creating that opportunity, right? Yeah. For for that permissible thing, and yet Christ always comes back for us, right? Right. And I think rather than thinking of and you, like you said, there are some instances where divorce is necessary, right? And sure. And it's even permissible, but I think we need to think of the love and the reconciliation that Christ provides for us to the father and and be striving towards that right right that's where like when when somebody over chooses to overlook an offense Mm -hmm. you know or like the new testament says that love covers a multitude of sins yeah you know that's there's really no greater demonstration of that in a serious offense like adultery yeah sexual immorality and to be able to forgive that yeah there is really no act more christ-like other than laying down your life and physically dying for your spouse, right? Um, uh, then within marriage is to forgive a, a, a grievance like that. So where the issue then becomes a little bit more tricky is in regards to what if we have been divorced? And so up to this point, we've been talking about like, okay, we are married. Um, here are the issues that um, uh, allow for divorce of yeah. adultery or abandonment. And, uh, uh, but let's say we did get divorced mm-hmm. and now the, for biblical reasons or unbiblical reasons. Now, uh, I think we've said here are the two reasons why you can. 
and then so everything outside of that is unpermissible right uh, just because you don't like your wife or your husband doesn't mean you can just peace out right um those would be unbiblical reasons um and then the two and so then the issue remains and back to like the question that was submitted that we're considering now is well what about remarriage yeah so I've gotten divorced. Does that mean I can never get married again? Because if we go to like Matthew 19, Jesus says in verse nine, I say to you, whoever divorces his wife, except for sexual immorality and marries another commits adultery. Hmm. And so then like, am I living in adultery for the rest of my life if I get married, you know, for a reason other than this? You know? Yeah. Uh, like now that I've been remarried, uh, and, right. uh, and like the question get, comes goes back now they start following the Lord I'm assuming maybe they were uh, not believing before they got divorced and then one partner or one person does or right yeah um, I mean there's there's all kinds of things here so is that is that the case um, well I would say that if you've got divorced for biblical reasons mm-hmm. then remarriage is back on the table yeah like you have been set free for that uh first corinthians 7 they uses that language you know like you can't like remarrying is wide open for you if you've been divorced for biblical reasons for unbiblical reasons then no mm-hmm. like the call would then yeah be t- to be you need to either try to reconcile and be remarried you know to your spouse or um or not get married at all right um and now then let's say you do and then are you living in adultery well no it's just like it's like uh, adultery is not like the unforgivable sin sure you know it's not like okay we have and now like for the rest of my life as and now i should actually get divorced because now like you became a believer no 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 it's just like any other sin like you just repent of it like real true genuine repentance not like oh yeah i'm sorry shouldn't have done that it might mean go make some things right might mean that you do need to seek forgiveness from uh, your ex wife or your ex-husband um maybe you have some kids in the mix that need to just hear you genuinely repent yeah. of that and just and to confess and seek forgiveness from and uh and like truly genuinely go and do that but right. it doesn't mean yeah you have to divorce your wife and then go back and if you know she remarried your ex-wife remarried and they have to and come back to no 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 like god is still sovereign he's still good he made the way and so just repent forgive and you can live a happy you know uh, god-honoring life from there on out right. and uh there may be consequences yeah. just like anything just because somebody's been forgiven doesn't mean that there are no consequences anymore um and there may be some relational consequences um uh, but just continue on in a God-honoring marriage, especially now that you are, are married. Right, so. and, I, and divorce is one of those those things that it's 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 hard to navigate because it's it's a result of sin entering the world, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's the result of us now as humans after the fall being, um, having this propensity to sin and to sin against God and one another. And that does fracture our relationships, not only with Him, but amongst ourselves right and so right. that's why um it's it's a thing that we deal with but in navigating through it obviously i think the key is is reconciliation and forgiveness is is a godly thing it's a it's a model of christ right, right? between us and, and the yeah. father um and and then but when it is necessary and it is you know in in those permissible ways um it needs to be 
it needs to be uh, something that you are in community with, that you are in, uh, you know, fellowship with with a, a biblical church that is helping you right. um, navigate through this really, really hard life situation, right? I totally. think it's not something that you want to do in isolation uh, without counsel from your elders, right? Yeah. Um, and you want to be, even in that awful situation, still Christ-honoring, right? Right, right, right. I mean, that's like every issue in life, you yeah. know? It's every, everything. And so even though uh, a sin within marriage that leads us thinking towards divorce, separation, all that, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a different kind of painful and hurtful the solution is still always the same. You know, the right. solution is in Christ. The solution, you know, is is carried out in the context of biblical community and uh, applying biblical truth to our lives. And uh, the way forward through an offense is always through repentance and forgiveness. For sure. Um, and and sometimes that doesn't always look, you know, the, the same, but that's the way forward. Reconciliation happens mm-hmm. when you add repentance and forgiveness without those two things you can't have reconciliation right um you can have you can forgive somebody it's the one-way street but to be reconciled you know to really which means to restore a relationship between two parties back to or better than what it was previously can only happen through repentance and forgiveness this isn't just for marriage this is friendships this Mm -hmm. is racially this is nationally i mean that's Th- that's right, the solution. That's sure. the gospel solution to cover an offense, and and so uh, within marriage, it's just hard with two yeah. people that know each other very closely and intimately, and and uh, there's a lot of emotion and and uh, right. stuff wrapped up into that. Well, and so you know, in thinking through all of this, you know, we we've looked at okay, um, what marriage is right? It's God designed it for a man and a woman, and, yep. and God, and it's it's this thing. It's a beautiful thing. Picture of the gospel. Right, and then we kind of looked at when there's when there are offenses, uh, the most Christ honoring thing is reconciliation, right? Sure. Fighting towards yep. uh, reconcile, yep. and and that's not easy, right? And then, yep. but then we like we said, the Bible does make allowances for yep. divorce that are that are permissible, and yep. like you said, um, not required, permissible. Yep. Reconciliation when it's possible, we should always strive through that, and it's yep. difficult. Because of we're all sinful and, and the right. world is tainted by sin, right? Yeah. Now let's kind of you know kind of going to the question: what you know, applicationally. Um, obviously, we've talked about how when the the two the spouse and and you know you and your spouse Christians or not, then divorced, moving on, all that stuff. It gets obviously really really tricky, and and that's yep. where we want to be in a community of believers who are. Who are also wanting to walk with you and help and help you to make a wise, biblical, uh, informed decision, right? Yeah. Um, how can we think of of reconciliation w- within these this yeah. situation? You know, yeah. how can how can we try to fix or amend or you know try to forgive sure. What, sure. what's been? Yeah, right. I mean, I want to go back to the question to be super practical with it again we don't necessarily have all the details and so um i can't speak specifically of like you need to reconciliation looks like going and talking to this person and to this person and writing this letter or paying this you know what i like it's a it's it's a little harder than that um but with 
what we have, the information, what would biblical reconciliation look like if a partner has gotten divorced for non-biblical reasons, then remarried and is now actively practicing the faith. And so Mm -hmm. I'll just assume like, okay, let's say that both were unbelievers and then uh, got divorced Mm -hmm. for whatever reason. You know, it wasn't because there was adultery and it wasn't because there was abandonment. And then they're remarried and now actively practicing faith. Well, um, let's just say reconciliation would not look like them divorcing and coming back together to be remarried. That would not be reconciliation. Um, That's, yeah, you're just going down the wrong path in that way. But what it could look like now if if one person is, let's let's just say in in this case, um, to add some context to it, let's say the the man, the husband became a Christian, but the ex-wife is not, and both of them are married. Just, just for the sake of uh, more clarity in this in this situation, he's become a Christian. She's not, but they're both remarried. Yeah. And now the now the Christian couple. What would it look like to reconcile in this situation? I would say that uh, if if there's still communication, you know, if there's kids in the picture, like all of these yeah, things, there's, like there's yeah. so much mm-hmm. here. You know, now if they haven't talked for years mm-hmm. and there's been no communication, you don't even know where they are. You yeah. don't have a number. There's there's just not a yeah. lot you can do. Right. Like and, and, I don't I don't know that the that the Lord would necessarily say you have to go like find them search high and low hire right. a private investigator to go <laughs> find this person but yeah. um, to where you and your heart have said I recognize like true genuine heartfelt conviction and mm-hmm. contrition that what I did was wrong and dishonoring to right. the Lord I confess that it's right. been forgiven by Christ. And I, I and and I hope that someday my ex-wife could forgive me for that. Right. But you may not be able to. Now maybe you do have a relationship because you had kids together, and so there is still some connection and all that. Right. Then I would say you know bring your you know your new wife with and just come and say those things of saying hey this is honor the lord i'm not necessarily expecting you to do anything this isn't like some plea for us to get married or yeah. or like i think that you and i are going to be really good friends i know that i sinned against you and i hurt mm-hmm. you uh, and i own that yeah i own that will you please forgive me if you could find that i i uh, would um I would just like, I'm not making any excuses, but I would just uh, like you to forgive me if there's any way possible for the hurt that I caused you all those years and leading up to our divorce and even after, but now I'm a new man in Christ. Right. I've been forgiven a great debt. Yeah. And and I don't want to be guilty of not... Um, of, of not confessing that to you and uh, and it... it, it it would mean the world to me if you could find it in your heart to forgive me right and uh, and to know that I'm a new man yeah and you know and because of uh, of of the sin like we're saying it's just such a complicated situation mm-hmm. but i think the takeaway can be that when reconciliation is at all possible it's something that we need to right something we should try we for. should try yeah. for right yeah, yeah. Um, if it's a, even if there's even a glimmer of hope right like go after yeah. it yeah and and it's something that you like. You can't control the other person, right? right. You, you you have to be in your situation humbly, uh, you know, and confessing that sin. Firstly, mm-hmm. first and foremost, to God, right? Because that offense is towards Him. Sure. And, and then seeking reconciliation um, horizontally, 
if at all possible, right? Yeah, and yeah. and knowing that sin is is you know it breaks and it's awful. It's it breaks our relationships and it's offensive towards God. But at the same time, uh, Christ on the cross right. has covered all of those, right? And That's so we're right. not taking advantage of that. We don't take that for granted. We right. understand the weight of our sin, but we can also live in freedom, knowing right. that if we're uh, we're seeking repentance and we're being we have that heart posture christ because of his work we're forgiven right 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 and i think just the last thing maybe is when divorce i don't think just ma- i mean i'm not a married i'm not a married man uh, and you've not been divorced so maybe you can help me here but I don't think it just happens from one day to the next. You know what right. I mean? Like, I don't think you just arrive to a relationship with someone where you're like, I don't want this. Right. And so I think some just encouragement is being in a in a small group, being in a church right. where you can, when you see these little red flags, when you see these little house fires, you know, we don't just let them grow and fester until the whole house is on right. fire, right? right? That's the that's the beauty of being in, in the fellowship and community with the church, totally. that when the, these little fires come up, you have people around you kind of right. helping you and, and pointing stuff out, right? Right, right. Totally. You're, you're exactly right. Things don't just fester overnight and somebody just make a decision like tomorrow yeah. and like next thing you know, like they've just gone from zero to a million right. and divorce is here. Even mm-hmm. sin like that. And people don't necessarily like and just go on to full on have committing and having an adulterous affair like tomorrow. It's usually a little building up sins that, right. you know, and uh, to that leads to that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but when we live in community, it's both preventative mm-hmm. for those things and and also restorative right. when we are in community. And so just as like going back to what we were talking about, like there's so many different nuances, so many different applications. We have these big principles that we view the situation through, yeah. but then we need the collective wisdom of God's people who know us and love us mm-hmm. and believe the best about us and, and are hopeful f- with and for us to help us make these specific applications f- towards what does reconciliation look like? Right. What, what, how do I forgive this person? Right. What do I, what do I do in this situation? Mm-hmm. And that, it's why God in his wisdom gave us the truth and gave us community to help us navigate these issues. Well, thanks for tuning in to Consider It, a ministry of Redemption Bible Church here in New Braunfels, Texas, where we are taking on questions regarding life, theology, and the church. If you'd like to submit a question, text the word redemption and your question to 474747. If you'd like to learn more about our church, visit us at redemption.bible. We thank you for your support in listening, and we hope you'll join us next week as we consider it.